Welcome to the message podcast for Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. Make sure you join us each Sunday at 9 a.m. on Facebook Live. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road and a new campus in East Rockingham at 414 Southeast Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, at our Harrisonburg campus, we have a Spanish campus that meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. Check out our website, cotnaz.org, for more information. We are called to go out and be light to share the good news of Jesus. Today's message is the fifth and the final of the series, Live Different. So far, our pastor has helped us to come to know that, guess what? There is more to church than just showing up on Sunday morning. Without Jesus, we are the living dead. We're God's handiwork. We have a purpose. He has a plan for our lives. Our church, all three campuses, must be in unity to make a difference in this community and all of our communities for God's glory. Today, I'm going to talk about Christians are to live different. Paul describes the nature of how the church should look and also the challenges of believers of how they are to function today and then in the living body of Christ here on earth. What are we to look like? A life of faith requires us to put on the old self, to put it away, and to put on the new self. The harmful ways of yesterday, those thoughts, those actions, we need to live different. We need to live a life in Jesus. We are to live different so that we can be contagious to others. I love to think that we are infectious with Jesus. Jesus Christ is the best thing that we could ever share with anyone. And how do we do that? Well, we do that in how we live our life Monday through Saturday. Sunday, yes, but what are we doing when we're not in church? We must live in the world, but we must live different. If we look the same as the world, then we're doing something wrong. I'm going to pray this morning, Psalm 139, 23 through 24. If we have anything in your heart, in any of us, it's a time for us to ask God to truly help us be different. If you would please echo this prayer with me in your heart. Dear God, search me. Oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Lord, I desire to continue on the path of everlasting life Please, God, speak to me. Help me, Lord, to live differently than those in the world. You are my God, 
and I trust you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Please turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. And also the slides will have the scriptures for today. Jesus, please bless the reading of your word. Reading from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Paul is writing to the people in the church. He's writing to call them out of their old ways. Verse 17, the apostle Paul is clearly saying this, live no longer like you used to. It's time to be different. Church family, how are you representing Jesus to the people in your world? Believers all struggle with the same thing, coming to Christ and then going back to the old life. Paul goes on to say that they're confused. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Verse 18, what is their confusion? Although we have a new nature, get this, we don't instantly think all good thoughts and express all right attitudes when we become new people in Christ. Verse 18, the present state of man is the result not of separation from God simply, but of active alienation. The pagan life actually represents itself as an estrangement from God. The Christian in this condition needs to know that we must reconcile with God. The hardness, the callousness of the heart, that indicates the very fact that we are deliberately sinning. It's a deliberate choice. You probably know someone who's hard to talk to. And that's what a hardened heart looks like. Verse 19, the Gentiles had moral insensibility, which means shamelessness, haltiness before God. They just didn't care. They were reliving without a restraint of conscience. In the 20th century, in the time we live right now, we have sophisticated sensuality. 
It's often promoted as cultural freedom and maturity. Both are anti-Christian and degrading to our society. Living in the 21st century has common threads with those living in A.D. 62. The Gentiles had abandoned their self to sin. We are living in a world where evil is good and good is evil. Sin is rampant. We live in a society that says, if it feels good, do it. C.S. Lewis said, when the whole world is running towards a cliff, he who is running in the opposite direction appears to be crazy. People of the 21st century are faced with the same life choices as the Gentiles in A.D. 62. Good versus evil. Love versus hate. Life versus death. Once we repent of our sin and we ask Jesus to come live in our heart, we must turn in the opposite direction of sin. And I want you to get this. Sin is over here. I'm going towards sin and I'm loving every minute of it. Did you get it? Okay, but I repented of my sin, so I'm going to do an about-face turn, and I'm going towards Jesus. And I should be running towards Jesus, because here's Jesus. I need to turn from that way, that self. Believers, there is no neutral ground. We are in Christ, and we are under the direction of the Spirit of God, or we are under the influence of Satan. How are you representing Jesus? It's either good or bad. There is no in-between. Are you in the world, but not of the world? I want to give you an example. These little gray buttons here, marbles, they represent the world. They're gray, trust me. Then we have some green rocks. Green. Maybe you can't see them from the back, but they are green. Oh my goodness, look at that. We got green and gray together. Woo! Okay. Now I'm, I'm showing you something. This is Christians in the world. They are still green marbles. They are still gray. They're still the world. But we're there. We're different. We're to look different. We're to look like Jesus, God's word says we are to, what? Be light. We're to be light in the world. The evangelist Billy Graham said, we should have a redemptive nature with society as Jesus did. We are to be in the world, but not of it. Verses 20 through 24, we have been taught what is right and what is wrong. We know what we have learned about Jesus. We are to throw off our old self, that old evil nature, and we are to put on the new self. 
There must be a spiritual renewal that takes place in our heart. Start by thinking about what to eat every day. And I am not talking about what you're going to have for lunch today when you're out of church, okay? I'm talking about what you put into your mind. God has designed your brain to take in tons of information every day. Every time we get ready to make a decision about something, we are making a decision either from TV shows that we've watched, the internet, books, music, school, conversations. What are you feeding your mind? As we listen to God, we will continue to change. And over time, we are going to look more like Jesus. As we look back over last year, two years ago, five years ago, we should be able to see that there is a change in our life, a change in our attitude, a change in our actions, a change in our thoughts. Renew your mind. Jeremiah 15, 16. When your words came, I hate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. Psalm 119.9. With your whole heart, search for God. Stay in God's word. Store up God's word in your heart so you do not sin against God. This gives us a renewed mind. Many believers are living in two worlds. We're trying to please Jesus and we're trying to please our friends. How many times in your life have you gone back to the old way? How many times have you been living just the way you should for Jesus and all of a sudden you get in the group of old friends and you start acting like your old friends? And you personally know that's not what God would have you to be doing. So many times it's a struggle with this issue of a Christian of God putting us in the world. But we're not to be of the world. We're to be different. We're to live different. Paul the evangelist he had the same exact problem. He tells us in Romans 7:15, I do not understand my own actions, but I do not do the thing I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Have you ever desired to change and not been able to? I totally surrendered my life to God on May 23rd, 1993. I was 31 years old. I gave up drugs, I gave up alcohol, and boy, whew, I didn't have a clue what God was going to be doing for the rest of my life. I can tell you that was the best decision that I ever made. But I got to tell you, I started attending church at the age of 24. I just didn't realize, I just didn't know that Christ, you know, he had a plan for my life. And I wasn't living by the desires that he had for me. See, I played church on every Sunday morning. I showed up. But through the week, man, I was living in the world. 
I wasn't living like Jesus. I'm ashamed of that person, the old me. I was mean. I was a liar. I was a thief. I did a lot of bad things. But I tell you what, I never want to forget who I used to be. I want to remember that person until I take my final breath. Because, see, I know God's mercy. I know God's grace. And I know that if he can rescue me, then there's absolutely nobody in the world that is outside his reach. God was alive in my life then, and he's alive now. He's still working on me. There's still times that, okay, I might have a bad thought, or I might say something I shouldn't have said, or I have a bad action, and you know what? The Holy Spirit prompts me. We have a choice. Two things we need to note today. First, change is not easy. We still have flesh. We're still human. Second, God has given us all the power that we need to change. But it's a choice. Jesus is a gentleman. He will not force himself on you. Galatians 5.16 Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your life. We're going to watch a short video, The Choice. It shows the battle going on in life and the importance of making seemingly little choices, single, day-by-day choices, that they are so powerful, the choices that you make every day. Daily choices matter. Day after day, we must be consistent in choosing to live a life that is different than the world. Today, you may be sitting in your seat thinking, I have a desire to change. The Holy Spirit gives all who will repent the gracious help to change, to turn from sin and turn to Christ. Becoming a Christian requires turning from sin into God. We call that repentance. But repentance is not a one-time event. It defines the lifestyle of a believer. God changes us radically at the moment of salvation by imparting a new life to us. But that is followed by a lifetime of changing into his image. When we turn from sin and we turn to God, we're forgiven in Christ's eyes. He grants a full pardon of the sin, just like it never happened. We're regenerated. We're new in Christ with a heart that is capable of faith, love, and obedience. When we ask Jesus to live in our heart, we're immediately adopted into the family of God. Jesus forgives, and he instantly gives you a pure heart. Forgiveness, regeneration, and adoption happen simultaneously in the experience of a new believer in Christ.
The Lord wants you, me, and every person who call themselves a believer to live different in the world. Today's passage and the various scriptures I've shared is certainly spoken to the first-time believer who makes a decision today to accept Christ. But these same exact passages are for the believers that are sitting here with us today. You've confessed your sin. You've asked for forgiveness. You have faith in Jesus. You love him. But he's desiring to grow you deeper in love with him. The Holy Spirit is able to cleanse the heart from all sin. And the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is able to equip every believer for the life of living like Jesus so we imitate him well and for service. I must die to self and live for Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We're going to watch a video on letting our old self die. Living is easy. It's my inability to die that kills me. My hesitance to lock my old persona up and place it within the ship's cargo hold, watch it sail away to some far off place. Maybe for a minute, maybe forever. But the bird has to be uncaged. It must unlearn its constraints, it must metaphorically die to transcend that which it knew itself to be. I think we all have wings. I think very few of us put them to use. And isn't that the challenge? Perhaps we're too busy living. I've always had the ability. Now I've captured the fleeting awareness. Next I must obtain the courage. Because the rule, the truth, the beacon of light to be followed is we're always one decision away from a, a totally different life. If dare I decide to take the mask off that's been so effectively fooling others that I've begun to fool myself. Dare I decide to play new games with new rules to see life with new eyes. Perhaps upside down. But when your sight is finally Finally set on infinity when you're looking at the clouds while lying on your back. Who's right, them or you? Who gets the honor of deciding? And sometimes I wonder how far we need to walk to understand that the danger isn't stepping into a new pair of shoes. It's thinking you need to walk the same path down the same street in the same pair of shoes you've had on your entire life. Strange, right? Peculiar, according to previous cognitive mappings, but maybe they're crazy. Is your oxygen 
Maybe crazy is pure. It's desirable. It's been the goal all along. And, well, where I thought I dedicated my life to its pursuit, I see how wrong I was. To think something new could emerge. No, not without the death of the old. Not without that caricature of myself slipping away. Not without that ship taking everything, every last thing. I want roots ripped from the ground. I want new heroes and new villains, new street signs telling of new roads. New tears from eyes stimulated by that which I've never seen. The increased rhythm of a new heartbeat in anticipation of all that lies ahead. New beginnings, maybe for a minute, or maybe forever. I'll let you know once I learn to die. Close your eyes and focus on you. Get to the place where you can walk with the Lord. Die to the old self and allow Christ to have full control of your life. Maybe you're making a decision for Christ for the very first time today. Or you've been a Christian for a really long time. But today you realize that there are things that need to die in your life. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Ask God to help you die to the old self and live different. Let us pray. Dear God, we believe that you are truly sanctifying us, making us holy, doing something new. Lord, When you look at us, we pray that you will see the Holy One of God living in us. Holy Spirit, make us like you. Help us to die to our old self. Please, Lord, help us to surrender to your will. Holy Spirit, please transform our heart and help us to live different. Father, please help us be light and to shine your love in this world. Thank you, Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at for any questions about our church. When you're done listening, please subscribe to this channel for the latest updates and new episodes.